Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Clara Curtis. And in the house today, a discussion on A24's Past Lives, the newest movie to hit theaters and destroy people emotionally, leave them a sobbing mess. Clara and I, we both saw it uh, before we jump in. Clara, how are you? How are things? Um, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I I almost told you this story before we started recording. You're like, no, stop. I know Wait we need to do better recording. at that. We're just we're we're really good friends. So th- what happens yeah. is that I want to tell you all these things that are really good for the podcast, but we're not yeah. recording. So I'm like, when I recognize a good story and coming, I'm like, stop it. Mm-hmm. We need to save it for the recording. Yes, this is. We've gotten a lot better. I feel like at we get on the phone and then it's like. Okay, let's just go. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's start recording right now. So I think we've gotten better for the most part. But okay. So this morning, I woke up at like six. I saw your text. I was like, I'm recording with Sydney. And then um, I'll text you after. And I was like, oh, sick. And I was feeling a little sleepy. So I was like, I'll go back to bed for a little bit. So I fell back asleep until like 7.30. I wake up. I look at my phone. I'm still like half asleep. And all I see is a text that's going... USPS, we have your package, but there's an incorrect error on your address and we need you to go to this link. No, (laughs) don't do it. It's not real. I was looking at it and I panicked for a second because my best friend is getting uh, married next weekend. Yeah. And uh, I rented a tux and the pants were a little too short. And so I had to order new pants and they're supposed to arrive today. So I was like... Oh my god, my pants! And I, I was sitting there staring at it, and I was like, "That's so weird, though, because like they typed out the link, but like I couldn't click the link. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. hyperlink it." And I was like, "That's really weird." And then after the link, the text said in parentheses, "Copy and paste this link into your browser," and I was like, "That's weird too." And so then I'm glad I like kind of woke up a little more because I went and I looked at my pants package and that's through ups not usps yeah so i was like oh my god they're getting me and so i i almost fell for a phishing scam this morning (laughs) here's the best part about the story maybe the saddest part oh no is that i have a story just like this identical clara i this was when i sent out the stickers for our patrons yeah i sent them out through ups and then i got a text the next morning, early in the morning, I was waking up yeah. and I was like kind of groggy still. And I was like, oh, there was an issue with your package. Click here to uh, address the issue. And the sad part is you I fell it? for it. Ah! I clicked oh, no. it. I did. Oh my God. I was just like, oh no, I need to get the patron stickers out. I need to fix it. And I paid the $15 <gasps> to like update the shipping or something. And then I like, and then later that day, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't send it through USPS, and then um, I realized I made a mistake, and uh, you... I canceled my, my card immediately and got a new one. You did not tell me this. I, well, I was embarrassed. That's why I fell for a phishing scam. I'm like, what am I, 50 years old? Like, someone calling me for my social because I, they like, uh, I just felt so embarrassed. That's why. Oh my god! Well, I, it's weird how it's so aptly timed. Well, like, they for sure I, they. I don't know how they know. It's just they can't know because they it's do a, know. My, they <gasps> they know for a fact you're receiving a package, and that's why they're sending you that text. There's no because I did the that's same thing. True. They just somehow 
they somehow know. I don't know how, but they know. They're watching us. Uh, there's someone on the inside at the the package companies. Maybe. Well, anyways, that's wow. a wonderful story to start off our conversation. Okay. Yeah. Good on morning. Past lives. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Before we jump into the episode, I need everybody to know this will contain spoilers. Uh, this is a mm. movie that I think is good to go in blind. Not to say there's like a big twist or anything, but it is a movie no. to really experience the full throttle of the emotions. It's best mm-hmm. to go in without knowing what happens. So it is a movie that Claire and I highly recommend. Uh, we both mm-hmm. love it dearly. That's not a spoiler. So check it out and then come back. Uh, if you don't care, then uh, press on and listen. Yeah. Uh, past Lives. Celine Song, directed movie, A24 release. Before I ask your thoughts on it, I guess for those who don't know, let's give them a summary. Um, oh, okay. Hopefully it's better than the elemental summary, but uh, here we go. Oh, my God. Okay, According yeah. to IMDb, here's the plot summary to Past Lives. Okay. Nora and, oh, I'm going to butcher this name, Sung. Is it mm-hmm. Sung? I think so. I think so. Two deeply connected childhood friends are rest apart after Nora's family immigrates to south from south korea 20 years later they are reunited for one fateful week as they confront notions of love and destiny i thought that was good yeah i think that is good actually that's a good one i think yeah if you want to know our qualms with this uh check out our elemental episode because that (laughs) plot summary was not good from imdb but this one was good so (laughs) yeah um, this is better Past Lives is a movie that's taking the world by storm right now for good reason. Mm. I'm curious to know how you felt going into it. What were your expectations? What were your feelings as you were sitting in the theater? Also, Um, what was your theater capacity like? I'm curious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, perfect questions because great story. Um, I went in knowing that this was kind of going to be like the equivalent of After Sun from last year for me. You know what I mean? Like, After Sun just, like, ripped me to shreds in, like, a very good cathartic way. But I, like, went in knowing, like, I'm gonna ball. It's gonna, like, like, I don't, like, I mean, there's almost not words for, like, theatrical experiences like that, you know? Like, watching a movie that, like, profound, it's, like, it's hard to put it into words. But I was, like, that's what it's gonna feel like. And so I was really excited. I went with one of my sisters which is also exciting, but also always a little nerve wracking because it's like I took her to After Sun with me as well, and she did not like After Sun. What <laughs> so I was, crazy! I know, so I was a little nervous. I was like, ah, this is this feels like it's kind of in the same vein as After Sun. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm a little nervous taking her. Like, what if she won't like it? Hopefully, she will. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then we ended up. I was in the city to like hang out with her. Um, and we ended up going to Sif Uptown, which if you are ever in Seattle, I highly recommend checking out a Sif theater. Uh, there's also the Egyptian, they're beautiful theaters, uh, independently owned. And so we went to Sif and, um, (laughs) we bought our tickets and we walk in and like the theater was, I mean, it's a smaller theater, but it was packed like, so full, and I was like, oh, shit, and, like, we kind of had a little bit of trouble even just getting into the theater, because the lobby was so full. Is it not reserved seating? No, it is not. Oh, wild. Yeah. What is this, Um, the 2000s, 1990s? (laughs) Stop, it's, I like it, it's fun, it's like the Wild West. Yeah, but it's so nice (laughs) knowing your seat's gonna be there when you get to the theater, it's just, the hassle of, like, fighting for seats is, it's just gone out the window. 
This is true. Although, I feel like for the most part, I don't even, like, worry. Like, I don't even have to worry about that most of the time. Because I usually go, like, on a weekday. Yeah, alone on a weekday, like, before the evening. So then it's, like, there's rarely a lot of people in there with me, you know? Okay, Um, fair, fair. So then that's why I'm, I think, a little bit more like, I, who gives a shit about reserved seatings? Because half the time I'm in there, like, by myself. <laughs> oh, that makes um, sense. I mean, yeah, in yeah. L.A., it's always oh, very yeah. busy. Like, the main theaters in L.A. are always busy, especially if the movie's popular that weekend. Like, mm. I would I would never go to the movies if I had to wait, like, 30 minutes just to get a good seat. That would sound awful. I, and I did that when I was young. Mm. And yeah. that was fun because I was young, but I'm older now. I want to just walk in and sit down and with my peanut M&Ms or Raisinets or whatever I get. Amen. Okay, go off. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> continue, continue. But so we walked into the theater. It's like a pretty big theater, but like I can't even express like how much my jaw dropped under my mask because it was full. Wow. Like, no open seats any like completely like every seat full we luckily found um two seats like near the middle on the far left hand side like basically against the wall yeah so it was a little bit of a weird angle but like it's i mean the alternative we would have literally had to have sat in the very front row because even like the the second and third i know just the worst but the second and third rows even were like full so just like packed theater and i think that was so magical because it's like you just like felt like everyone wanted to be there so badly you know what i mean like the hype for this movie has been like growing and growing and growing the closer to release it's gotten and like especially with how they've kind of stuck to the like really limited release and then slowly opened up to wide yeah i think that's worked out well because then it just gets the word of mouth has been great and so like it just was really fun sitting there because it was like Everyone was so fucking hyped, and that was dope. Um, so that was my experience with it. I you saw it before me, um, but it wasn't a it wasn't a press screening, was it? Or did you go to a press for that? No, not a press screening. It was just the okay. LA like opening weekend, so mm-hmm. it opened up the first week of June across Spider Verse Day, June second. Oh yeah, came mm-hmm. out that same day, and I bought tickets for the Thursday night showing in LA, and our theater was packed like every really? seat was taken fortunately yes. there was reserved seating so i didn't have to worry about that <laughs> um but it was packed everybody was there mm. and it was really exciting because i thought well this is the first week it's la la is a different beast than you know different cities Mm-mm-mm. but it felt very promising to see the amount of excitement people had for this movie so early yeah and yeah, I mean, the expectation was was through the roof. I think people were coming out of Sundance saying, like, this is the best thing they saw. Yeah. And people were already saying, like, watch out, Academies, for the season because it's going to be, like, definitely in a contender for some of the bigger awards. And it, it had that everything, everywhere, all at once vibe to it. Maybe, mm. I don't know if it had that much hype. Like, I mean, because the hype for everything, everyone wants was so insanely high. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't know if what's comparable. Maybe Parasite is like a good comparison to everything, everyone wants. Yeah. But it, it was nearing those levels, I would say, for past lives. Do you, you agree or do you think it was less or more? Honestly, I feel like it might be a little less. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Because I feel like even... 
the most like normie of normie people that I talked to when everything everywhere was out. If I brought up the movie, they at least knew like what like they knew it was like some crazy movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have noticed that because basically what happens is is like I work in like an office with a, like I love my coworkers, but they're all older than me. And obviously not as inundated with film. So like every every day I go in and they'll be like, what did you watch last night? And I like give them an update. <laughs> and when I came back in after seeing Past Lives, I was like, I saw the best movie. And they're like, what was it? I was like, Past Lives. And they're like, I've never heard of that. Like none of them had even heard yeah, of it at all. Interesting. So I think the hype for this is really big and it is spreading outward, but I don't think it's it ballooned out the same way that like everything everywhere did where it was almost like night and day where like it was one second it was kind of like oh this looks fun and then it's like everyone's talking about it i think it's been a more gradual progression with past lives if that makes sense no i completely agree i'm in that same camp i do think it has ballooned to this point where a lot of people are now recognizing it and going to see it i mean Mm -hmm. clearly You saw it one week before its national release. Now it's open. Yes. By the time this airs, uh, it's opened up nationally. So June Mm -hmm. 23rd, it opens up nationally. Um, It's doing well from what I understand. People are excited to watch it and see it. Yeah, it it may not have that hype. I mean, to its credit, not many movies do have that hype that everything ever once had. So it's like very difficult to reach that level of uh excitement but mm-hmm. that's not it's not a knock on past lives it's if anything it's no, just no, no. more testament that or more testimony to how good everything ever once was and how much of a phenomenon that movie was mm-hmm. but it's a nice segue to this movie though a movie about uh two people reconnecting after many many years of yeah. not being together and at one point you know being quote unquote in love the first question I wrote down for you, and I, I think this is a, a great way to start our conversation on this movie, is mm. why do you think people are reacting so strongly to this movie? Mm. What about it has is sweeping the nation? You know, It may not be at that level of everything at once, but it's still definitely having this little bit of a movement. Why do you think that is? I think, honestly, in the wake of COVID... And everything that, like, happened with that in terms of, like, collective trauma, but also in terms of just the fact, I think it'd be accurate to say, like, a majority of people's lives were, like, essentially, like, derailed Mm -hmm. as a result of COVID. I think a lot of people in lockdown reevaluated and kind of made, like, hard pivots in their lives. I think the ideas of, like, what ifs have, like, transcended onto like a different level for most people as a result of like the collective trauma of the last like four years um and so I think in that regard I think it hits harder now watching a movie like this that is so intimately like a what if scenario kind of playing out and like having these really intimate conversations of like well what if I had stayed or what if like what if you'd come sooner and like all of those kind of things and just like that that feeling of like being content with your life, but also feeling like at the same time, like you're missing out on so many other things and like trying to balance the two sensations. And I think because of like that collective feeling, I think in a lot of people, the movie's hitting really hard because it's like, oh, I see myself in that. Like I totally get it. Wow. So that's my, that's my thought a little bit. Did you have any theories? Like, I'm so curious. Like, cause I feel like there's so many ways 
to say why people are reacting strongly to this. Yeah, I have a couple of theories, but okay. I do want to kind of address your your thought on it because I think okay. <laughs> a good testimony to support your your thought on it is that a lot of people who are finding a lot of solace in it or who are finding parts of it they can relate to aren't necessarily older. You know, I would say like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, if, if you're in your 30s or 40s, you may relate to this movie in a much different way than somebody in their 20s uh, mm-hmm. or late teens, 20s, or maybe even late 20s. Because of exactly what you said, um, the what if opportunity in this movie is what if this romance would have worked out. But it does. What mm-hmm. if that kind of what if I would have not taken this job and I didn't move here? Mm-hmm. What if I would have mm-hmm. done this instead of this? It does. It, it extends and transcends just what if I was in love with this person and we pursued mm-hmm. it? It, it. It's much bigger than that. And I think that's why yeah. younger people who necessarily, you know, to each their own, but younger people who aren't necessarily have fallen in love with somebody, they can still relate mm-hmm. to this movie because they can relate to some degree of, well, what if I would have chosen to go to this school and that school? What if I would yes. have chosen not to go to school and pursued this mm-hmm. dream? And I love that right. you brought up COVID as like kind of the crux of that decision-making because for a lot mm-hmm. of people, and, and I'm a perfect example, when that happened, when we locked down and all of us were stuck in our homes there was a hard reset for a lot of people, a hard mm-hmm. pivot to, is this what I actually want to do to trying to pursue something you do want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people have experienced this big, like what if in their life now because of COVID. And that's a really good reason to why a lot of people are like finding this and reacting to it really strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason is the most obvious reason I think is that, Many, many, many of us, if not all of us, at some point in our lives will experience this exact sensation, this exact Mm. almost reality of somebody that you were very close to at some point in your life. Um, There was a falling out or didn't work, whether that be intentional or not intentional. And you can't help but think like what if that would have worked i think there like there's a probably not a human on this planet that hasn't experienced that many people do um whether that be romantically or platonically i think mm-hmm, and i think mm-hmm. so many people go into this kind of watching the movie and inadvertently thinking about that person in their life and then the movie ends and they're in shambles uh, and it's not always because of regret um right you can easily not regret your decisions in life and and for sure that's that's fine um sometimes it's just like reliving that experience can be emotionally Mm -hmm. kind of hard to deal with so anyways i think that's yeah it's a combination of all those things of why people reacting to this movie um Mm -hmm. i guess we should i guess we should ask about the movie itself what specifically do you think uh really works for you i mean a lot of things work really really well is there anything specific Mm -hmm. you want to like really shout out and highlight i love the editing <laughs> i think there's some cuts in this that are so like striking it, it's almost like they hit you like physically like it's just like oh shit and then the other thing i really like is there's certain ways that this was filmed that remind me a lot of how like edward yang makes films like have you seen yee i have not seen yee oh. my only my only like hesitance is because it's really long and i'm just like i need to find time to watch it i know i'll love it Mm -hmm. i know i'll really enjoy it i just haven't had Mm -hmm. the time to carve out to watch it okay so this isn't necessarily a spoiler it's more like a technical comment for this so i won't spoil the plot (laughs) but yee is also like a very like intimate like family story kind of 
And a lot of the shots Edward Yang has in the film are, like, through- it's, like, a shot of a window, so you're getting a cityscape, and then the characters are, like, just reflections in the window. You know what I mean? Like, a light reflection, kind of. And so they almost look like ghosts on screen. And I feel like Past Lives does that a lot, too, where a lot of the scenes that we're getting, specifically of Nora, are scenes of- her like in reflections rather than like a straight on shot of her and I think I love when film does that because it it makes me think a lot more about like where the character's at mentally and just like trying to like really pick that apart of like we're why are we looking at her but not truly looking at her in this moment you know what I mean and so I I really like that the film does that a lot I love the visual style of that um the writing is just really funny. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I love this movie. I, <laughs> I could praise all of it. Do you have anything special that you, like, want to shut out? I do want to echo the editing. There mm-hmm. are some of those really hard cuts from, like, yeah. adult life. And then it'll, it'll yeah. cut to them as, like, kids. And it's just, like... Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Ooh, it's, like, it's like someone punches you in the gut for that, like, one moment. Yeah. And it's totally unexpected, but it works perfectly. Yeah. I really love those. I think my favorite part about this is just Celine Song, whose feature film, by the way, really incredible mm-hmm. stuff. We're getting like some incredible movies. I mean, After Sun was a feature film. Yeah. Some really incredible filmmakers are going to be on the horizon right now. But I think what's really impressive about this movie is it just feels so patient in terms of how mm. it's like the story's unfolding. It, yeah. it could be really easy to rush this romance and get answers out of like, why aren't we together? Why didn't we? Why didn't you come visit me in America? Like, why didn't you go to Korea? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a there's a world where someone else might have made this movie and like rushed to give us all the answers that we so desperately want about like why mm-hmm. they aren't together. But Celine Song just like lets it play out and like lets us it linger. Oh, so many shots just like linger on characters and we like sit there and stare at yeah. them and kind of like be with them in that moment. And I think that's why some moments really hit hard because we're just like forced to be with them and experience what they're experiencing. There's no like quick moments. I mean, I think specifically the ending, which we're going to get to in a second, Mm. is what I think is like so impressive is that we just spend so much time with her as she walks away from like leaving her like soulmate. And it would be easy to just cut end the movie or even like cut to her being at home walking into the apartment and seeing her real her husband um there's a million ways you could have done that but instead we stick with her as she walks all the way down the block back home and i think there's like i think it's just really impressive that we get a director doing that um but like you Mm -hmm. like you could praise a million a bajillion things i mean yeah (laughs) greta lee and teo uh you is amazing uh some of their performances are like We'll probably see them in the Oscar race. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really early. It is early. Greta Lee, at least, I think, we'll see in the Oscar race. Do you think? I think so. I think it's realistic to I, think that. We're kind of jumping ahead. I wrote down we are. awards contention, <laughs> question mark, which awards, question mark. Mm. What do you think? I'm thinking, here's what I, here's what I listed off in my brain. Okay. Best actress. Okay. Best original screenplay. Yeah maybe depending on how it shakes out maybe a i could see them giving like a best supporting actor nod to uh magaro the the mm. husband mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh best director i think 
Oh. I hope. I, I want to say best picture right now. Again, it's June. We're halfway through yeah. the year. Yeah. I can probably think of a handful of movies that would will probably get recognized, but this feels like it will at least have the staying power to make the conversation. What do you think? I agree, and I really hope so. I hope that's all true. I want all that to be true so badly. <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world, best actor for Teo Yu. Is it Teo yeah. Yu or Teo Su? I think it's you, right? Y-O-O. Yeah, you. Um. I mean, in a perfect world, Tail Yu gets nominated for Best Actor as well. Um, yes. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't think I miss anything. Um, I mean, I'd love for it to get like a Best Editing or Best Cinematography nod, but it's sometimes a little harder for films like this to get those, even though like they are, deserve them, in my opinion. Um, but I think that like those are both worthwhile as well. Yeah, I agree. Okay, all right. Uh, the other question I wrote down for you, which is, okay, you know, we have to talk about the ending. Okay. Because it's it's the ending. Uh, it's the part yeah. where many people lose their marbles and begin to let the waterworks run freely. Uh, how many people are crying in your theater? Do you have, do you have a guesstimate? Um, I think everyone. Yeah. I'm literally thinking about the the shot of her standing there, and I'm tearing up just thinking about it, like right now. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. I would say like ninety percent of my theater was crying. I feel like, and yeah. the lights turned on way too fast. I feel like a lot of people were caught off oh, guard yeah. by the lights turning yes. on too fast, and people were like, "Hey, let me fucking be alone for a second. <laughs> I know. It's so hard because it's like, obviously, there's the people who want to exit the theater right away. They're like, get me out of here. I'm sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wish the lights would have stayed dark a little longer, maybe. <laughs> I agree. Uh, why do you think it's so powerful? Why do you think the ending is uh, is like hitting hard for everybody? I think because in a way, it's very much like a reckoning for Nora of she's getting the opportunity to kind of look a different future right in the face and she chooses to not take it in a way you know what I mean and it I think it's profound because it's not that she's unhappy in her current life necessarily it's just that she like I don't know it's I mean you could read her as being unhappy but it's it's almost like she's not unhappy enough to to do anything about what's going on in her life in a way yeah I think and that's, I think sorry no go on is, go on go on no I'm like is that the right way to word it it's tricky no, I to think word so. it so I think because I mean for all for, for all we know her relationship with her husband is healthy and yes from yes. what is portrayed on screen he's he's a good guy like he he's like, great <laughs> he doesn't like give her like I mean like he's a little like worried that that she will like fall in love with him and leave him I think that's a very natural thing for a husband to worry about. Yeah, um, but he doesn't like stop her from going out to see him, from hanging out no. with him, from being with him. You know, they go to dinner, I, and mm-hmm. it, that whole scene at the bar, like he's a champ for just like sitting yeah. there as they speak in Korean for a, a good five minutes at least. Yeah. So from what we understand, he's he's a good person, and from what we understand about the relationship, they I'm sure they have their their issues, but every relationship does, and so there's no mm-hmm. indication to say that um, it's an unhealthy relationship. Now, that being said, you could have a healthy relationship and I think you could still be unhappy. Yes, absolutely. But I think from what I interpret in the movie, she's not unhappy. I think that the, you know, seeing 
this guy is not like, oh, I'm unhappy. I think it's just a different kind of happy. I think it's yeah. just a, it's just a different world she's looking into. It's it's literally like mm-hmm. looking into another universe of mm-hmm. what if I would have stayed here. And I think it's like exciting and it probably makes her happy. But I don't mm-hmm. think that is an, uh, a slight on her current relationship. I don't think that's saying I'm unhappy here. I think it's just a different kind of happy. I think, I think that human just, yeah. beings are just incredibly complicated creatures mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. we don't live in like these uh, black and white worlds where it's like, I'm either unhappy or I'm happy. I think it's very possible to be happy in a relationship and then look at a past figure and person that you were in love with and say, I could have been happy there too. I agree with that. And I feel like too, in a way, it's also confrontational on the level of like at the bar, she tells Song like that little girl you knew, like I left her with you. Like I left her when I left Korea. And in a way, like him coming back to her and being with her in person is like he brought little Nora with him in a way, I think. Yeah. Because he, you know, he br- he remembers her very intimately. So he brings up things like, oh, do you still want to win the Nobel Prize? Oh, do you want to win this, the Pulitzer? Like all these like past dreams that she's had that have evolved, I think is the better word than necessarily just saying, oh, she gave up. Like it's yeah. more like her perspective has evolved. But like he's brought all these old versions of Nora to Nora again. And I think that's a very confrontational thing to like encounter and try and like unravel and deal with because it's like it's not necessarily something you'd expect you're like oh i'm gonna see like my old childhood crush like that'll be so fun and then all of a sudden you're also kind of being bombarded with like this like statement of oh that's like my little self as well like would she be proud of me you know what i mean like that thought is like such a that's a saddening thought, too, of just, like, imagining your little self and being, like, would they be stoked with, like, where I'm at now? And yeah, then, like, yeah. the reality of, like, maybe not. Because, like, little Nora was ambitious as hell. Like, she she really wanted to win a Nobel Prize. And so it's, like, how do you reconcile that of, like, protecting what you were when you were a child and wanting that little child to, like, see the dreams they envisioned while also, like being practical and like realistic and also letting yourself evolve you know like it's just such a tense thing to balance and I think seeing Song like really thrusted Nora into that probably a lot more than she expected so it's like whoa yeah I think the best thing about the ending or like the interpretation of the ending or I think a lot of the things we're saying is that like there is an interpretation of love and romance that she's upset that she didn't pursue something romantically, but there's a way to interpret all of this as well as like just her life in general, like the decisions mm-hmm. she made in her career, uh, you know, with her friends and her decisions in life. I think that her sadness at the end is just a combination of all those things. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think you can look at it as uh, you don't have to look at it as only she's upset. She's not with him. I think it's just mm-hmm. like a, an overwhelming feeling of, all of these things that could have happened, uh, whether that be love, a career decision, uh, a living somewhere else. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. And I think like mm-hmm. he represents all of that. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to watch her walk away mm-hmm. in sadness. But I am curious to, to hear what you think. Do you think, I, I, I think this, but do you think people will be upset that she doesn't end up with him at the end? I think some people will, and I, like, really wish they would pause a little bit (laughs) and, like, kind of dig into that more and maybe stop thinking that, (laughs) because it's just, like, 
in a way, I feel like if she had gone with him or even, like, just kissed him even, it's, like, it almost crosses that line from reality into fantasy for me then. Yeah, where exactly. it's no, it's no longer this very naturalistic story. It feels, I mean, I think her husband said it like this feels like like a movie or something. You know what I mean? He's like, this is just like that. Yeah, her husband does do that. He's always like, I'm the evil white husband. Like he's like kind of like mythologizing like what's happening to them. Yeah, and and if she'd gone with Hae Song and like kissed him or just anything like that and like crossed the line, it's just. I would have been bum. I honestly would have probably been disappointed. <laughs> I, I think so, so too. I, I yeah. completely agree I would have been disappointed. Yeah. So, like, I get why people are maybe going to be upset by that. I think people have a hard time with endings that are not, like, happy. feel good. Yeah, feel good, happy. Like, And I think also, in a way, if you're watching this movie and you're reflecting on your own, like, what-if person or situation, I think you're always a little bit like the what if is like comforting because it's like, well, if I had chosen that, I would have been happy. And so you kind of, um, I think if you're in that mindset, you almost kind of do want Nora to take that step because then it's like, she gets to live out the reality that I myself am not even getting right now of like seeing what the what if is. But she also is actively choosing not to pursue the what if. And that can be disappointing for people. And I think also confrontational because it is a little bit like, our main character's not choosing the what if. You're realistically also probably not going to walk out of the movie and choose your own what if. Like, we're all just going to keep going. And I think that can be a hard pill to swallow for some people. Well said. I completely Thanks. agree. I have no <laughs> notes. That's how I feel. Oh, I feel like okay. <laughs> it's the same people who don't love the ending of La La Land because they feel yeah. like they should have ended up together and they would like it more. I'm like, that's not really the point to like that's not really the point that's not the point to make nor is it like the you know that's just not the point so a24 hot streak i mean last year they owned the academy awards this year we'll see what they do but this is likely going to be like we said award contention yeah the other movie i think this year that could make a uh little bit of a splash the oscars you know what movie i'm thinking about no, what are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that'll make waves. I think yeah. it'll make waves, uh, especially because... Did, did you read the Elvis estate was a little upset with yeah. it? But yeah. That's how you Which know like, it's probably yeah. going to be uh, accurate. <laughs> it's going to be the perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see how that goes over. I think Priscilla has a chance to make a splash and make some waves. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't think anything else will be making any other uh, noise the Oscars. But that is, it doesn't matter. if they do, do you think they'll dominate the – no, that, that's not my question. Um, I mean, their hot streak's still going. It, b- between all this, they've had You Hurt My Feelings, Bo is Afraid, Showing Up. Those are the mm. ones this year. Yeah. They had Close year. last year and Everything Everyone Wants last year. So two movies that were obviously nominated for Oscars. The Whale was mm-hmm. A24 – a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long does this hot streak go on for? Um, I think the reality is just a little bit like A24, I think, has really evolved past like an indie distributor producer. Um, I think they are kind of almost... I mean, this maybe maybe it's too bold to say that, but I do kind of regard them as like a like a modern era, like Paramount or so. You know what I mean? Like they're just at a different level now. I don't where, think it's bold at all. 
Okay, thank you. I just, I never know. I'm like, sometimes I say things and I'm like, mm, that might be too far. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's bold at all. I think that's, okay. I mean, like, especially with the way things are changing now with WB yeah. and, and Paramount yeah. and Universal, yeah. it does feel like Neon A24 are kind of taking up the, the mantles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're now becoming yeah. like, we are now kind of the new, the new it crowd. I mean, Neon has yeah. won four Palm Dior's in a row. Yeah, that's With huge. Wild. A24 swept the Oscars. You know, like this is kind mm-hmm. of the, the change in time. So I, I don't think you're wrong in that at all. Thank you. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> yeah, apparently the zone of interest is an H- going to be produced by A24 or they're going to be sending it out. So like that's oh. another big one that was really big at Cannes. Jeez. Yeah, they're, they're, the yeah. Iron Claw, which is like a, I think a wrestling biopic with Zac Efron. It, not, we don't know much about it right now, but I know people are like Mm-mm. excited about it. It's one of those ones that kind of screams A24 anyway. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. Do you have a favorite scene from Past Lives before we move on to our favorite <sighs> romance movies? Do you want to shout anything else out? We talked a lot about, we had some pretty good conversations about Past Lives, but. We did. Um, honestly, I think it's the scene that A24 keeps using as promo. And so I keep having to watch it and I cry. I watched it this morning. It came up on my For You page and I cried again about it. But it's the scene where Nora's lying in bed with her husband and they're talking and he basically is like explain, like he's being very vulnerable. I love how vulnerable he is in this movie. Yeah. But he he basically is like you talk only in like Korean in your sleep and then he he says the line like you you dream in a language I can't understand. It's like there's this place inside of you that like I'll never be able to go. And that I'm tearing up right now just saying it. That <laughs> scene fucks me up because it's so beautiful and it's funny because I was looking at the comments on TikTok and a ton of people were commenting just like just learn korean which is so <laughs> funny because if you've if you, it's not the point and if you actually have seen the film he is learning korean he is learning like, korean <laughs> yeah he is he's i think the next line of dialogue that after they cut that ad is Nora asking like is that why you're learning korean and yeah. he's like yeah <laughs> literally you know, I, people just jump into assumptions <laughs> I know, I'm just like, oh my god. But I love that scene. I love the intimacy of it and the vulnerability of it. And just the fact that they're so, like, close as they're having this conversation. Like, they're, like, skin to skin. Like, it's not like they're, like, looking at each other necessarily. And I like that about it, too, because it's, like, it opens these characters up to so much more emotional vulnerability because they're not looking at each other like they're getting to not like you know what i mean i think sometimes it's just easier to say stuff to people if you're not looking them in the eye yeah absolutely i love it and then also i just i love how after that scene they like cut away to the carousel she was at earlier with Song, and then the lights are on but then they turn the lights off and i felt like that was really symbolic of like her like kind of falling further into like the what if because before when the lights on the carousel are on it's like new york's my home it's beautiful it's dazzling this is the light like this is where i'm at and then they have that conversation and it clearly like kind of slaps her in the face a little bit and then the lights go off on the carousel and it's almost like new york is like less of like the shining light in her life now and i'm just like ah i love that i think that's so cool so that's my favorite scene um what's yours oh i don't have a good i don't have a good (laughs) follow-up to that right now to be honest um please move on if you want to move on no i have a minute the ending is the the, my favorite okay yeah i like the 
multiple scenes are strung together of them Skyping and yeah. them kind of like learning okay. to fall in love with each other over Skype. Yes. I think that was a really great scene, mainly because very few movies I feel like can really yes. capture Skype. the <laughs> Skype. Not only just like the the logistics of Skype and how Skype works, but also mm-hmm. like the kind of annoying nuisance it is, but like you also kind of just bear through it because that person is worth it. Yeah. And the way they like get up early for each other and trying to figure yep. out times. Uh, I really love those those all those scenes of them like learning yeah. to fall in love with each other over Skype. I think that's a really great moment. Yeah, that that is good. We didn't even talk about the tech. I love the tech in this movie. We yeah. should. I I'm keeping us going, but well, we <laughs> there's, I think there's gonna be a tech conversation later with a different movie you brought up. So uh, that you wrote oh, down. Okay. So we'll get more into tech in movies because there's also an interesting conversation stemming from that. Mm. Um, you wrote down. Did you seemingly laugh as much as you cried? And yeah, I, I was wondering. Will say yes. I think the art, my theater was laughing a lot. Actually, so much. Yeah, lots a lot of, of it was because of uh, John Magaro's character. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Know, just trying his best, just yeah. trying his best, and you know you can't help but like feel bad and uh, laugh. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of it's intentional too. The way Celine Song is kind of uh, framing everybody in like totally. It, she does a good job making everybody feel super cramped in the frame and making yeah. everybody feel a little bit uncomfortable like it's clearly there's too many people in the kitchen type of uh Mm. scenario she does a really good job making it seem like oh there's too many people here it's because Mm -hmm. john mcgarrow's here we don't want him here um Mm. which leads to a lot of uh unintentional but also intentional comedy so i laughed a lot in my theater i did too yeah i was curious yeah yeah it's a funny movie (laughs) it is a funny movie what's the last question you wrote down um the last question i wrote down this is actually like a good like you were pointing out how a lot of the scenes where they're all together, it feels very cramped. But then on the flip side, I feel like a lot of the scenes where they're alone or like where it's just the like two of them together on screen, they do these really wide shots where like yeah, they're yeah. almost like minuscule compared to like the the scenery behind them. So I was I I wrote down like that the places these characters are going are almost like their own characters themselves. And there's a whole letterbox list about that called The City is a Character, and you guys should check it out if you want to, because it's a cool list. But I was just wondering if you noticed that, like, did you feel that when you were watching, too, where, like, it felt very much like, I mean, especially New York, feels like more than just, like, a place that they're at. It feels like its own, like, living, breathing thing on screen. Yeah, and New York is such a historic city, especially in romance movies, movies in general. I think it's, Mm. I think, factually, it's the most used city in movies ever. Um, Mm -hmm. has a long history and i think this movie does a good job using it as its own character like you said a lot of so many wide shots of them like walking like in the city in the park at the 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 amusement park Uh, Mm um even like walking just like at nighttime to dinner they do a good job making it feel like new york is this place that could be where it's like it's like it's like a both a place where people can meet and fall in love, but they're also a place where mm-hmm. people can get lost and lose each other. Um, it's it's just the way that Celine Song uses New York, very genius stuff. Yeah, Tell, it's man, so good. I I can't but it's just like it blows my mind that we get Celine Song's past lives and Charlotte Wells' mm-hmm. After Sun. Mm-hmm. Their first movies feature films, and yeah. it's like we're gonna get like at least five more movies from them. Which is just I bonkers so. to me. 
I oh hope my so. god, I know. I'm so excited and curious to see where they're, they'll go next. Yeah, like what do you do next after these two movies that have received universal acclaim from the world? Yeah. Like, what do you? That, that must be a lot of pressure. Good luck. It is. Well, and Good it's luck, also Charlotte like and they both. <laughs> you're so funny. Good luck. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, man. It's hard. It's hard to follow no, up. No, you're right. Well, and it's interesting too because they're both such. I mean, they're both stories pulled from their real life experiences and so it is an interesting question of like where do you go next when your 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 first projects are essentially like retellings of your own life like yeah like what do you i yeah i don't i don't know where you go next as an artist because i think for me like i'm always gonna like fall back on personal experience and Obviously, they could keep doing personal stories, but it is a bit of a challenge when you're doing it on, like, a medium like film because it's a less, uh, it's less, like, bite size compared to, like, writing where, like, I can write about personal experience for days and have plenty to say, but with film, it takes it on such a broader level that I think it's harder to just, like, extract little pieces. So, I, yeah, ah, I'm curious to see what they do next. It'll be fun to see. Maybe they'll do an action movie. Who knows? Oh, that'd be fun. I'd be down. Know. They could do whatever they want. I don't care. I'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big agree. Uh, we've reached kind of a good stopping point before we kind of dive into every little segment of this movie. I know. For real. <laughs> are we recommending Past Lives, Clara? I mean, I think we are recommending oh. it. but uh... Oh, wholeheartedly. Like, see it multiple times. Like, Did you give it oh. a rating on Letterbox? Five out of five. I gave it a five out of five too. Cool. Yeah. My Easy second five, out, five out, of five. out of five of the year. I only have two. I have way more than that, but you do. That's, be- that's beside the point. Oh, you totally. Have past lives across the Spider Verse. Oh, from just this year. Just this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm not that snobby. Come on. I was like, I was really surprised actually. I was like, you haven't rated anything else five stars this year. That's crazy. No, just from um, these I also releases. Gave- <laughs> i also that. gave i gave are you there god it's me margaret oh good a five movie. out of five um i feel like there's something else i gave five out of five would you give asteroid five. city oh i gave Ast- oh i haven't moved asteroid city up in my ranking i gave that a five out of five i oh, gave you really liked asteroid city i loved asteroid city i could talk about asteroid city all day um wow. wait I asteroid gave- city or french dispatch I don't know about that one yet. I've seen French <laughs> Dispatch twice, and I'd want to see Asteroid City one more time, I think, before I chose between the two. But they're both, like, very on the same level for me, for sure. So okay. that that's a tough question. Ask me again later. Um, okay, I'll ask you later. <laughs> um, I also gave Dungeons & Dragons five stars. Oh, love that I, for you. I love that. And then I gave a documentary from San- Sundance five stars. It's called Beyond Utopia. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember telling about that. God, it's so fucking good. It's a documentary about the people from North Korea trying to escape and cross the border and, like, get away from that terrible regime. Um, it doesn't have it doesn't have a release yet, date yet, I don't think. I don't know. I'm not sure on that. But it's very good, and you should seek it out if you can. Cool. That's yeah. good. I only have two right now, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. I have a bunch of four and a halves. Uh, well, yes, I do, too. No, only across Spider-Verse, four and a half. Oh, oh no, I, I gave have... uh, How to Blow Pipeline four and a half. Oh, I still have to see that. I was a big fan of that one. I liked it a lot. 
I gave four movies four and a half stars so far. Four? Which four? Um, a thousand and one, which oh, honestly, yeah. I kind of wish I gave given that a. F- I might give that a five on a rewatch. Honestly, okay. <laughs> uh, I know you love this movie too. Slow. Oh, I love slow. Yeah, slow that was is a so four good. and a half for me as well. Yeah. Yep. And then I gave Scrapper four and a half. That was at Sundance. Um, that was really good. And then I also gave um, Fancy Dance a four and a half, and that's really good. And it also has Lily Gladstone as the lead. Um, so this is her year. Yeah, Lily Gladstone here. Yeah, so yeah. I have only two, three, four and a halves, two, four, two fives, and a lot of a lot of fours. Tons of fours. Rye Lane, Blackberry, mm. Infinity Pool, Margaret, mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise, Thousand One. So many, so many, so many. Do you know what my second five-star movie is? What? You don't know? Oh, wait. It's Past Lives? Oh, John Wick 4. (laughs) It is John Wick 4. (laughs) (laughs) There are two wolves inside of me. Yes. It's the sentimental, emotional past lives in my John Wick side. Anyways. Um, Oh, yeah. Great. We're recommending Past Lives. Go see it if you haven't seen it already. Uh, It is worth every moment of your time. Now we will transition to our favorite romance movies. Not rom-coms. No coms. Just roms. Just the roms. Yes. Yes. How difficult was this for you to narrow down five? We're not ranking them. We're just choosing five. But did you have any difficulty choosing five? I did not. Well, if you're looking at our our notes, I have like... Wow. One, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven honorable mentions you cheater yeah how do you put four <laughs> i couldn't stop and then the problem here's the problem i had my this the five i'm gonna list is very different than my initial five and that's because i wrote all my five down and i realized i unintentionally was only picking shit where it ends tragically and i i did have to have a little bit of a reevaluation of myself because we had initially said, oh, we'll pick movies where it's like a breakup. And then we're like, no, let's do broad romance. And I was like, yay, that's so fun. Because then I get to talk about more movies. But then when I made my list, I was like, oh, I'm just picking breakup movies. So that's an interesting way to look at me is that my favorite romances all end in tragedy. Tragedy. Okay, um, interesting. So I don't know what that says necessarily. Maybe I'll go to therapy and pick it apart. Um <laughs> But so I spent a long time this morning reshuffling what my five would be. I had a really hard time. But you wow. said it, this was easy for you. You had no problem. I knew three off the bat. My first okay. three I knew, I was like, I'm picking these three. Okay. okay. The last two, I was just like, I'm just going to try to pick two that like I really love kind of mm. recently that really mm-hmm. resonate. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of honorable mentions I could have listed. I could have listed like 11 like you, but I chose to just list like four instead. You're so um, right. Maybe I won't say them all. We'll see what happens. You can say them all, but you can't no. go into you can't dive into all of them. Oh no, no, no. These are honorable mentions. Yeah, you can just you can just say them though. You can just gotta say them real quickly. Yeah. Okay. So my honorable mentions were A Star is Born, mm. which I've re wanna revisit so badly, but I've seen scenes on like TikTok and YouTube and Twitter, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck, that movie was really good. I really liked it a lot. Um Brokeback Mountain, Shape of Water. And Eternal Sunshine were movies that I, I considered, but I did not put in my five. Warriors. Um, no diving. Men- no diving. My <laughs> honorable mentions are Brief Encounter, The Souvenir, Phantom Thread, 
Desert Hearts, The Watermelon Woman, Love Story, Us and Them, Baby Teeth, Mark, Mary, and some other people, and Blue Valentine. <laughs> God, so many. It's so many. And then I will also say, if I'm being totally honest, there's three movies that you picked for yours that I would have picked if you hadn't picked them. Oh, okay. You can tell me them yeah. after we jump into them. Yeah, yeah. I won't. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to say them right now because you, you, I want you to get to talk about them first. Amazing. So I'm not going to, they're not ranked, but I may save the one I think I love the most last. So oh, I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, I chose Pride and Prejudice as one of my five. Mm-hmm. We recently mm-hmm. did an episode on that for the public. Yeah. And I'll be honest, ever since we did that episode, I've been thinking about Pride and Prejudice a lot. And I've been thinking to myself, man, I really want to watch Pride and Prejudice right now, but oh. I should watch something new or I should watch no. something for the podcast. But I've been oh really dying to revisit it because I really, really liked it. So it, It's so good. It is really, really good. It's just so swooning, and it, I love... We, we did a whole episode on it, so there's no need for me to dive back into yeah. it, but mm-hmm. I really love everything about it. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. So I put it at my, uh, in my in my five. What's one of yours? Um, One of mine is The Village, which I think maybe a lot of people would say isn't a romance, but no, it totally no. is. Sydney, totally right now, is. If, was, if Sydney was listening right now, she is going crazy... For you, uh, she's like oh completely Team Clara. She is passionately voiced her opinion that this is not a horror movie; it is a, a romance movie. movie. It is. It is so romantic. There's one scene in particular that like utterly takes my breath away. Um, it, it's such an interesting way to tell a romance story too, where like there is that shroud of like unknown and like kind of like fear. But then at the same time, like, this love is, like, persevering through that and, like, growing stronger despite that. And I think that's really cool to see on screen. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just so romantic. I love that movie. (laughs) It's really good. I think a lot of people, this isn't uh, Shyamalan's fault, but it was so marketed as a horror movie. Yes. So, so many people went in expecting to be scared. And when they weren't, they were given this really beautiful love story. Mm -hmm. I think it's a movie that most people should revisit if they were not a fan the first time around. I do. I, I agree. I honestly think so. So Yes, absolutely. I chose Bones and All from last <sighs> year. Yeah. What's that? What is that reaction? I love that movie. <laughs> I just am like, oh, it's Bones and All. <laughs> very good. I saw it twice last year and mm. was ecstatic to see it the second time because I think I loved it even more the second time. Yeah, it is uh, just you know. I know it's a little bit of a horror, a little bit more horror. It's more horror than the village, I'd say. I mean, people are oh, totally. Being I agree. Eaten. It's pretty violent, but it is tremendously acted by both Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. And the ending is so gut wrenchingly sad. Oh, but in typical Luca fashion, the way we just like are left with uh, the final shot of them in the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best moments from last year. I really, really like that movie. Um, Fuck, it's so good. Very excited for Challengers. Have you watched the trailer for Challengers yet? Yes, I have, and it looks so yummy. I, I'm <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are we at a point now where Luca just, like, doesn't miss? It kind of feels like that. I'm not going to lie. but 
Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, he. I haven't seen I his mean, first honest... movie though. Oh, I don't think I have either. Yeah, I think a lot of people have not seen it, but I know people. I mean, people love Suspiria, Call Me by Your Name, and mm-hmm. Bones and all. Pretty good, pretty talented he, guy. He kind of, I almost kind of equate him to like PTA. Oh, I think that's a good, a good uh, equate. Well, it's not not equation. I think it's comparison? a good comparison. <laughs> equation. <laughs> What's this fucking math class? I'm uh, not doing math today, Joe. It's Saturday. My, my bad. That's a good uh, comparison. I think that's a very good comparison. Thanks. Yeah, I that that's where I kind of regard him at this point. Um, I yeah, I just I find his works so rich and interesting. Like yeah. I'm just always interested. Okay, so I put bones and all. Okay. What yep, else did you one. put? I put decision to leave. Ugh, I was so mad when I saw this on your list. I was like, <laughs> whoa, what am I doing? Well, I was one of my favorite movies of last year. Oh, it's I think so it was good. like my second or third favorite movie of last year. Mm-hmm, Talk mm-hmm. about romance and gut-wrenching. And yeah. this is the one I was kind of alluding to earlier about the use of tech in movies where mm. this movie and the way they use... Cause, so recently on Twitter, there was this whole I don't know, debacle argument about how a lot of directors, modern directors, Scorsese and Tarantino and oh, PTA... I saw yeah. are making movies not set in modern times and like some people are saying well like n- like a lot of modern directors don't know how to use phones properly or technology like 21st mm. sec- 21st century technology properly and then a mm. lot of people are saying like but Park Chan-wook he can and decision yeah. was was referenced a lot and how he uses technology like very modern technology to really elevate his stories and yeah. this is like the perfect example. Like I love you see like the text on the sc- like it's not it's more than just seeing text on the screen, but like the way he he frames certain shots, mm-hmm. of, like you can see the, the person's face through the phone. It's just incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. I agree. Oh, yeah. I took your your, is... your thunder. Talk about it. No, I'm so ha- I'm I'm really happy you're getting to gush too. Honestly, like it makes <laughs> me really happy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I just think. I mean, this is kind of like the village for me as well, where it's like out of like terror and like violence and just like this, these really intense emotion, like this love is coming out. And I, I think that's so interesting in this movie. I think like, I honestly really like the concept of like love kind of almost like destroying everything else in your life and I think this explores that in a really interesting way and like the way Decision to Leave ends is like probably my favorite movie ending of the last year like it's it's so like you want to look away and you can't like you're just glued to the moment and I just I love I love everything going on in that movie like the chemistry is like so invigorating and there's so many like little details in how they portray like their blossoming romance that like floor me like i'm so fascinated by the like subtle ways they do that um yeah i love decision to leave it's so good i just am excited to gush about it (laughs) yeah it's a it's a really just phenomenal movie crazy Mm -hmm. it wasn't nominated for best uh international film last year but that is neither here nor there oscars never are perfect so it is what yes. it is. 
Yes. We're now entering the territory of my three that I knew I was going to choose. Oh, wow. Okay. Titanic. I'm a Titanic girly. I love Go Titanic off. to death. I watched it wow. when I remastered it this year in February. Yeah, you did. Theaters. I cried harder than I cried in months watching new movies. I Wow. Like, it was hard to breathe crying like Kelsey was next to me sobbing uh a few other people crying in the theater but I was like I just this is a lot I you know Titanic is what am I gonna say about Titanic that hasn't been said in the last 20 (laughs) years I have no hot takes on fucking Titanic it's Titanic yeah um I do think it's just an incredible love story between these two Mm. people from very you know classic tropes rags mm-hmm. uh to riches not rags to riches but one person from the other mm-hmm. side of the train tracks type of deal yeah um i love it i i fall in love with that wow. movie every single time when they dance in like the fucking steam room and then they die together just the ending ugh, makes me uh, sob <laughs> um so anyway, Aww. Titanic, great movie. I wow. know it's a weird movie to bring up right now in the current climate of our world because of certain Very events. Very timely. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, that is unrelated. Live your truth. I, I still love the movie. I'm not going to let yeah. that taint my love for the movie. So No. Um, wow. You, how do you feel about Titanic? Um, My... See, this is maybe is another one we'll add to the list of things where we're like, this is our greatest point of contention. I feel so like uninterested in the Titanic. Oh my I, gosh. I watched it once and I was like, done. And I was like, it's off the list. I don't have to think When's about it. When's the last it time you watched again. it? I'm curious. Um I think I was twenty, so like seven years ago. Hmm. I've probably seen yeah. it seven times since then. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's like a three oh hour movie and I can watch it constantly um, good i, I wonder that. how you feel if you revisit it i'm really curious if you if i am i'm you. definitely i know i'm honestly of anything that's happening right now as we talk about all these i'm literally like i'm gonna rewatch all of these like yeah. i just want to watch i like i just want to watch all these movies again so yeah. maybe i'll rewatch it and we'll we'll see what happens okay i'll text you that's fine with me <laughs> let me know when you start it i'll start at the same time and we'll watch it together <gasps> oh fun okay okay wonderful okay what's uh some okay. other picks of yours um, my next pick is one you mentioned as an honorable mention. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The only reason I, I didn't put it in my five, I'll just say this, okay. is that okay. I just haven't seen it in a really long time. Oh, that's so interesting. But it, uh, it, it obviously very, very good. But why'd you choose it? Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I treasure this movie so much. It's the first movie I, like, really got to, like, pick apart in a film class. Like, it, there's just a lot of, like good memories with it but i also i mean also it's fun to pick this movie because this movie is referenced by name in past lives oh that's right yeah that's right i love that this is referenced you're right so that's kind of fun because there is kind of like it's almost like in the same breath as past lives but reversed where it's like what if i never fucking met you and I think that's such an interesting concept to explore in a romance movie. And I like the direction it takes where it goes like, what if I never fucking met you? I hate you. But also like, I need you. Like you're like, actually, I take that all back. Like you're a person I want in my life and I don't want to just not know you anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a cool thing to emphasize because I mean, you kind of pointed out earlier, like 
you, you, like, can let people go from your life and not, like, feel regret, but, like, still, like, miss them. And I like that point a lot that you, like, the fact that you said that, I was like, yes, exactly, retweet. Because, like, I think that's very true where it's, like, sometimes things aren't working out, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you need to, like, erase someone from your life. Like, at one point or another, they made you feel something really profound and special. And it's okay to, like, treasure that feeling while also still letting the person go. And I just think Eternal Sunshine kind of explores all that in a neat way. I think the the tech in that is pretty cool, even though it's all made up. Like, I think the way they do it is really neat. And I just, I love the ending of that one where it's, it's hopeful, but it's also, like, realistic. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily, like, a happy, happy ending, which I think is really cool. I, I have nothing to add to that. Those are all Aww. true <laughs> words. That's how I feel about the uh, movie. And I, I love that I love a lot of movie. people have also kind of adopted that feeling for this movie it's it's a pretty yeah. like you very rarely meet somebody who's not a big fan of this movie i feel like i agree good i'm glad that'd be i don't mm. want i don't want to meet that person maybe i do me neither well i don't know yeah maybe not okay yeah <laughs> okay my, next <laughs> my second pick i chose chunking express oh so good i watched the movie two weeks ago back two times in a row back to back basically oh i didn't know you did a double watch of it. i know I, I i didn't log in on letterbox i didn't want people i i should have i don't really care if people think i'm weird but i watched it alone at uh-huh. my like i was just like working i was like uh you know i'm gonna take a break and watch chunking express the last time i watched it was probably in college which is in you know 2011 oh, long time yeah so i was gonna rewatch it and i watched it and i was like oh yeah this is uh this is a perfect movie and i forgot about that and then I was talking to Kelsey, and I was like, oh, you've never seen it. Uh, we should watch it. And we watched it literally the next day, and uh, I just watched it back-to-back. Back. And Wow. I, I, I don't know. It's Chunking Express. It's Wong Kar Wai, the master romance. I could have picked yeah. on four Any different of movies, movies of his movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In the Mood for Love is another great pick that I could have picked. But Chunking Express, I think the reason why I, I tend to love it more is really rooted in a couple different reasons. One, I love the ending a lot. I think it's, I swoon. I'm like kicking my feet thinking about it. I love it so much. But also I think I just love Wong Kar Wai's use of music in it. I mean, Mm. very obviously California Dreamin' is like- Of course. Featured in it. But my favorite song of, one of my favorite songs of all time is Dreams by the Cranberries. And so yeah, I the love fact that, that Wong Kar Wai, like, I, I love that he's just, he kind of just does what he wants to do. Like, he plays California Dreamin' like eight times in that movie. He plays yeah. Dreams by the Cranberries like four separate times in that movie, three separate times yeah. in that movie. Like, he doesn't yep. care that we heard it earlier. He's going to keep blasting it in our face because why? Because he probably loves the song himself and that's why yes. he's playing it. And I kind of just really admire that. I'm just like... Mm. All right, I love that song too. Every time I hear it, I get goosebumps, and uh, I love it. So I don't know. It's Chunking Express. I don't again. I'm picking like super famous movies that are not like groundbreaking picks, but I do love it. That's okay. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a good movie. Like I feel like it'd be criminal if one of us hadn't picked it. I. This is true. This is really true. I I do love it dearly. So I would have picked this if you hadn't. So (laughs) I I am sorry, but no, it's you were there in in spirit. Yes. I haven't seen your next movie, I'll be honest, so I'm really oh, sure of seen... it. Oh. I loaded it up one day. I literally turned it on to watch uh-huh. it, and I started it, and I'm like, wait. 
uh, Kelsey probably wants to watch this too, so I won't watch it. So I didn't watch it, and I forgot to tell her to watch it that that night with me, so we didn't watch it. But oh my God. literally, I had it queued up. The first minutes were playing. I was like, no, no, no. I know for a fact she'll get mad. So I didn't watch it. That's so funny. The things oh you do for God. love, people. The things you do for yeah. love. Yeah. Look at Anyways. you. What a good husband. Anyways, <laughs> you chose. I'm, I'm spoiling it. What did you choose? You, I chose the film Beginners. Mike um, Mills. Mike Mills, baby. Um, I love Beginners. I saw it for the first time in high school. I checked it out from the library before we had Netflix. And I had to like walk to the library to watch movies. And... I was just so like blown away by it and then like revisiting it in adulthood like it hits even harder. It's such a like beautiful story because like it is a love story between like a man and a woman and like their meeting. You get their whole like meet cute and like all of that. But it's also very much like loving like a parent after death and also like as they're dying and I think that's really beautiful to see and then it's also exploring some complicated things of like the main character's father came out as gay after his wife died. And so, like, you're getting this very, like, introspective way of looking at, like, queer love, especially late in life, which, un- like, unfortunately, a lot of people just don't ever come out. And so I think it's really interesting watching a movie like this where you you get to see a character kind of almost, like, get a second life and explore who, like, their more authentic self in a way while also still, like, honoring the woman he was married to in the first place. It's it's such a good movie. It's so funny and, like, heartfelt. And it's also very, like, serious when it needs to be. And a lot of the editing reminds me a lot of how, like, 500 Days of Summer is edited, actually. Um, yeah, so there's some, like, there's some really cool, like, montage sequences that, like, work really, really well. Um, I love beginners. I could I could talk about beginners all day. It's so good. Like I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Okay, twist my arm. I will watch it. <laughs> I, you know, I've really not wanted to watch it for the last year and a half, but I guess now I will try to make to watch it. Yay! Um, this is a good segue to my number one, which was always gonna yeah. be number one, which is a movie yep. I don't think you've seen. I haven't seen this movie. I yeah. started this movie and I got distracted and I never finished it. So I'm choosing Before Sunset, yes. not the first one before sunrise and not the last one before midnight. I'm choosing the middle one before sunset. I'm an oh. avid Before Sunset loyalist and truth. They're, they're all amazing. They're all really, really good. But I'm a, I'm definitely a fan of the second one the most. I won't oh. tell you why because I don't want to give it away. Um, I think it's best to experience this movie (laughs) blind. If you haven't seen the before trilogy, it is, I I honestly think it's one of the best romance trilogies. Well, trilogies in general of all time, one of the best romance stories that's like ever been told. Um, Just a really, really great stuff between two people Mm -hmm. falling in love and like the realities that come with the, with falling in love with the stranger. And it, it's just, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it before sunset. Okay, okay, okay. so you'll okay. watch before wow. trilogy, and I'll watch beginners. Yes. You'll okay. you'll have I to watch like three movies, and I'll have to watch one. I was, I was about to say, I feel like I'm walking away with maybe a little more homework than uh, you. <laughs> a lot more homework, but it's worth it. It's worth yes, it. It's a blind I, spot. I, I think you yeah. definitely want to have uh, not blind anymore. I know. 
I also need to stand correct because I thought you were about to say I thought before sunset was the first one. Oh no! It's so the second one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I started before sunrise. Sunrise. And yeah. got distracted and didn't finish it. Yeah. Um, so sun. I mean, yeah. sunrise is still great. That's the first one. People mm-hmm. love the first one. Sun- People love all of them, but sunset definitely gets the least amount of attention because it's kind of oh. stuck in the middle. Um, oh middle middle child syndrome exactly midnight gets a lot of attention because it's a little bit more melodramatic but not like in a, in a bad mm. way it's just a little bit more high stakes uh the mm-hmm. first one is the first one to meet cute you know two people falling in love and the middle one's kind of like sits in the middle but i think that's what makes it the most interesting is that it sits in the middle of these two people's lives so yeah uh check it out if you haven't seen it before trilogy is very good so yes what is your last one, Clara? Why why did you pick the saddest movie of all time? I picked Portrait of a Lady on Fire because it's Because you so love to good. feel pain at the end. Yeah, I do. For whatever reason, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's okay. I think um, it's normal for people to love to experience yeah. this kind of emotion. I watched the ending it's, to this the other day. It was uh It's so Holds up. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that. Holds up. Yeah. It sure as hell does. It's so awe-inspiring. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, that's a good point in itself. It's just, like, the ending is so, like, big. Like, it feels so, like, I don't know. Like, you just, it takes your breath away. Like, it's it's stunning. Um, But I just think the entire film in general is that way as well, where it's so stunning. And it's, like, it's really needle- needling its way into, like, these very intense points of conversation of like obligation versus desire and like abortion access and like just all this stuff comes unpacked in this like period piece which is so interesting to see and like i mean the on-screen chemistry is just like it makes me want to scream like it's just so like tangible and i don't know i just I love this movie, man. I've seen this movie, like, three times. Like, I'm obsessed with this movie. It's, uh, it just gets you where where it needs to get you. Like, it's yeah. just, It's yeah, Portrait it's of a Lady just, on Fire. Oh. It's one of it's the greatest It's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Of the 21st century. I think it's, what, it's one of three movies that was chosen on that list. Uh, what was that list called again? The one um, oh. where all the critics and, like, directors chose movies. Sight and what? Sound. Sight and Sound. Only three movies mm. from the 21st century made that list, and- Portrait mm-hmm. was one of them. Portrait was the one mm-hmm. highest ranked of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I think it beat out Parasite, Moonlight. Oh, and Get Out. There was four movies. Four oh. Movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. that was the highest ranked one. Um, Portrait on top, baby. <laughs> good movie. Uh, great movie. Uh, perfect movie, some would say. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Let's uh, recap our five. Okay. I chose Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. You have Bewitched Me, Body and Soul. Oh, wow. Bones and All. Mm-hmm. what's the line from that you want to be people let's be people Ooh, that was a good line i remember that oh wow wow go off i know titanic uh life is all but a game of luck maybe something, okay. something like that um right. chunking express i'll go wherever you go something like that i can't remember the ending the exact quote but it's something along those lines uh and before sunset the famous line i want to say i'm not gonna say it because i I think it's best to just it's really best to experience the the ending is incredible i'll just say that so 
Okay. Uh, those are my picks. You don't have to do what I just did. Just, just, just. I was, I literally, I'm not even like, I'm like, I was starting to scramble around the internet, like, hurry, hurry, I, I need to. Please don't. I don't know why. I was like, I, st- I, I really wanted to say you bewitched me, body and soul. That's that. That's really all. Um, and then that just got your ball rolling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So blame Pride that's and Prejudice. So don't blame me. Uh, what are your I five? I don't know. Um. Okay. My five were the village decision to leave eternal sunshine of the spotless mind beginners and portrait of a lady on fire amazing if you haven't seen any of the 10 movies we just discussed they all come highly recommended from both of us yes absolutely before sunset does require a little bit more homework than the other ones but uh still worth your time um yeah then also the 11 movies clara mentioned earlier Yes. As their honorable mentions. So you can check yes. that out as well. And the three out of four that Joe mentioned as his honorable mentions, because one of them I picked. But yeah. the other three are True. also very good. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Yes. Well, we've reached okay. the end. Uh, if you're we listening to it. this early, it's because you're a patron. You got early access to this episode. If you're listening wow. to this um, publicly, oh, yeah, the patrons already heard it. So uh, sorry, you're <laughs> second, but that's okay. <laughs> You're still listening to it. The yeah, you're just here. Get, they just get early dibs. Sorry, I mean they, that's what they that's what they pay for, literally. So, um, if you want to look if you want to look into being a patron, check out our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/HouseOfCinema. Uh, become a roomie. That's what that's what we call our patrons. They're roomies, and they get access to bonus episodes, early uh, exclusive episodes that the public never gets to hear, like MCU and horror and 824 stuff so a lot to look through and check out um but other than that any final words clara uh i don't think so i think i'm all done (laughs) all right perfect go see past lives uh, which is now playing nationwide is not sponsored by anybody just go see it because it's worth your time yeah, it's a good time to go to the movies, y'all. It is a go good to time the movies. to go to the movies. July is about yeah. to go bonkers, bonkers. So, like, yeah. before it gets crazy with bonkers movies every week, go see Pants Times because you're going to be mm. very busy. Yes, true. All right. Well, that is the okay. end. Clara, I'll talk to you later. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.